you know, so I didn't really want to get that serious with all of this, <clears throat> but honestly, there's something that happened yesterday um, that's extremely important. And to me, as an American, I think that it's um, my duty to talk about it. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that I shouldn't just because it's not that smart, but I think I should. And that is the fact that I hit puberty yesterday. Yeah, after fine, after after 21 years of, you know, not being able to bear any children, I have finally hit puberty. I can finally begin my life and raise a family. So, yeah, fantastic. Wait, what? Hold on, I'm getting a phone call. What is this? Yep. Oh. Hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, no, I'm recording right now. Who the fuck is Donald Trump? Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90, according to the BBC. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Look it up right now. Congrats to Joe Rogan, by the way. He uh, hit uh, 10 years, I believe, for his podcast. So, yay, Joe. Thank you. You know, if you hadn't done this, I wouldn't be sitting here right now wasting my life with this podcast. But, yeah, apparently, um, yeah, Sean Connery has passed away. Um, he has his wife, Michelle, and his son, Jason. His sons, Jason and Stefan, are still alive, but he has passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 90. And I think this quote right here uh, sums it up when it said, Daniel Craig said, Sir Sean defined an era. And I absolutely agree, Daniel. Uh, shaking, not scared. Um, what a fucking badass. Um, started one of the best um, franchises of all time, really. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about him when he first got cast because he wasn't British. He was Scottish. Is he Scottish? Yeah, he's he's a Scot. I, I think he is. Let me Google that. Jamie, pull that shit up again, Jamie. Pull it up. Pull it up, Jamie. Let's look it up. Scottish. Let's see if he's Scottish, Jamie. That's not a good job. Um, Sean Scottish. Yeah, he was Scottish. So that I, I think that was the um, initial controversy. Is like, a bled for fuck's sake. He can't fucking do it. He's a he's a fucking Scot, and he's playing a Brit for fuck's sake. We can't have him down here. And then you know he he came on stage and said, "Give it to me, Miss Money Penny. Watch the deal, Miss Money Penny." And then everybody <laughs> fell in love with him. So. Um, it was great. Um, I didn't watch a lot of, if I say I'm one more time, I'm going to punch myself in the face so hard that I break my nose. I'm not even kidding. I never really watched a lot of his films because I was more focused on Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan as I was growing up because I was a little kid and I wanted something uh, more filled with action and that wasn't as oldie and cheesy because those films are dated but for the time they came out they were pretty good he <laughs> they actually got away with a lot of stuff that they would really uh 
never get away with today. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, sexism, you know, rolled into there and, and maybe a dash, a dash of misogyny. And, you know, that's not okay, but you got to, you know, it was the 60s and, you know, it was different back then. But, uh, you know, overall, God, what well, talk about a good life. I mean, yeah, I, obviously I'm not glorifying the fact that he's dead, but uh, holy shit, uh, just, you know, really, you know, when people talk about, you know, you're on your deathbed and you're looking back upon, you know, uh, your legacy, um, that that's definitely somebody who... Uh, is not sitting on his deathbed thinking, Oh God, what happened? What happened to me? He's probably sitting on his deathbed. Like, Ash, we had a good run. Now it's go. It's time to go meet my Lord, my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Go play with him up in heaven. Fire my 745 Magnum because the hunt for red October is over. Ideally, I think they should deliver him his his casket should be the the submarine for from the hunt for red october and that should lift him up to the 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 heavens above and as he goes up they should play the little doppler radar like <laughs> yeah just get him up in there have a good time i think my favorite version of heaven uh, because, you know, in TV, it's always, you know, this way or that way or this way or whatever. Um, my favorite version of heaven that has ever been presented to me <laughs> was from This is the End. Holy fucking hilarity. Because that's how you actually would want heaven to be. You don't want to go to heaven and you get there and it's like, welcome to this place of purity of no drugs and no partying and and no sex and just wonderful wholesomeness it's like ugh, that sounds horrible but then you watch this is the end and it's like you know <laughs> technology fucking technology pisses you off when you want it to work it fucking doesn't this thing keeps crapping out on me anything like i was saying borad um did it from the political side bruno came in it came at it from a social thing you know um, Bruno was more about, uh, uh, coming at, uh, religion and bigotry against gays and, uh, hyper, uh, hypersexual, hypersexualization of certain facets of our culture. And, um, uh, what he also made fun of is, um, how do I put this? Um, when an artistic person takes things so far that it just ends up being freaky. And I think that's kind of what Bruno was. Uh, Bruno was like, oh, he, he's a stereotype of an artist who tries too hard um, and just ultimately ends up looking like a freak. Now, again, then, of course, because he's gay, everyone is saying it's homophobic. But, you know, that's I, I don't think it's homophobic. I just think he happens to be a gay character and that that's what... Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to do, but with Borat too, he, he was much. He was going after it for uh, uh, at a at a political angle. So I think that w when you're when you're making um, a political piece of satire, you're going to piss people off. You can't make everyone happy. It's just going to happen. Uh, so that's why I, did, I think it got bad re reviews. But other than that, it was fucking hilarious. Um, the scene where he's smashing 
he's at somebody's house and he's trying to smash the virus with a pan. Uh, like he thinks he sees it with a magnifying glass. That was so funny. And, um, you know, the, the daughter, um, was brilliant too. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the actress was 25. Um, but you know, they, they were making jokes like, Oh, she's 15. She's the, the, the oldest unmarried woman in, in this entire village. I, I thought that was, um, pretty funny. And <laughs> there was another scene where Borat's son, one of his sons just has hair growing out of his face, like a werewolf. And they don't really explain why it looks like that. I thought that was pretty funny, but what happened to his uh, his wife? Because he 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 had like a a second wife at the end of the first movie. It was the uh, it was the uh, the black lady who was the uh, the prostitute. I don't I don't think she was a real prostitute. I think uh, she was an act. Yeah, she was an actress. Um, I wanted to see her in this movie. Um, I guess they just couldn't get her back. But that that would have been really funny. Um, I guess it wouldn't have really worked with the whole daughter angle because the daughter um, is uh, Kazakhstani and clearly isn't related to uh, that mother. So, yeah, I was also disappointed that they didn't get the guy who played um, Azamat uh, back uh, because I thought Azamat was fucking hilarious. Uh, The big fat guy who, of course, uh, pasted his ass and (laughs) his taint all over Borat's face in that hotel room. Uh, He was killed in the movie. Uh, they, they ripped him up and made his skin into a chair and <laughs> they made it into a corduroy chair. I, I thought that was just brilliant. Um, so no, I, I, I don't, I don't understand why, um, people are just, you know, fucking going after that. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, fuck. What, what else do I have to talk about? Oh yeah. No, this is. This is something that I, I've been thinking about for my... I've been getting into veggie meat, um, but I'm not a vegetarian. Is that weird? Like, I like I eat fake meat, but I also eat real meat. Is that normal? Like, I don't know if that's normal. That's one of those things where you do something, and since you're the only one doing it, you don't know if other people are doing it, so you don't know if it's normal or not, but I, I eat veggie burgers and also real burgers, like, yesterday I had a veggie burger, and then today I had a, a home-cooked burger off the barbecue, and, you know, you can still taste the difference, like, they call it impossible meat, but you can still taste the difference, you can really taste the soy in there and stuff, I'm not saying it's not good, but... It's just not the same thing. And eventually, it's not even going to matter because we're just going to be able to grow meat in laboratories. And then that's just going to solve everything. Then vegans are going to be like, oh, okay, now we can eat meat. And it's not unethical because it didn't actually come from a dead animal. It just came from an organic grown lab. Like, I'm serious. Like, they're actually they're actually doing that where they can... And again, they, they don't have the ability to market... And it went out again, but we are back, and that's okay. <laughs> but they, what I was saying is they don't have the ability to act, actually patent this, market it, and put it out to the public because it's so costly to actually grow meat in a lab that it it just it wouldn't work right now. But eventually, I think we are going to have that, and you know that's that's going to solve the whole. Uh, is it ethical or unethical to eat meat? Because then everyone's just going to be eating meat that wasn't killed. Because we'll just be able to grow pork chops in a lab.
which I think is cool. Now, will it really be real meat? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but as long as it tastes identical, that's all I give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, I, something I just realized, uh, speaking of meat, my body just looks absolutely terrible right now. I have not been working out as uh, much as I should. I went on the keto diet for close to a year, and I lost a bunch of weight, but I really didn't work out as much as I should have, so it, I just look really kind of skinny and gross. Like I don't look awful, but I, 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 I don't look good either. I kind of look like... I kind of look like if Schmeagle had a kid with Edward Scissorhands because I haven't cut my hair much either. Um, so that's kind of an issue. And uh, my hair is a, is a fucking anomaly. Like, I, I can't figure it out. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, some days I put product in it and it, it makes my hair, you know, much softer. And then some days I put product in it and it makes it fucking greasier. Like, I, I, I don't know. It has its... It has, like... It, its own mind it's its own entity it it does what it wants to do so i gotta get it cut but i just don't want a random person touching my face because of the disease um i can't even say what it is because i actually might get banned off of spotify i'm not even kidding i could get banned off spotify for saying the word which is ridiculous because we should be able to talk about it it's happening uh right now um, yeah, where I live, there's um, not a lockdown. I know there's a lockdown. I think um, somewhere in the UK might have had a lockdown in one of their cities. We're not having a lockdown, but they are considering a curfew, which I think would be a good idea because uh, most of the um, big social events uh, that happen with like more than five people which is the limit of how many people are supposed to gather in one spot those typically happen past eight o'clock late into night with the younger people there's old meddling kids out there fooling around uh people my age um so i i think it's a good idea uh, because if you can just uh cut the head off the snake right away they just eliminate the rest of the problem because no, these people don't like these kids don't give a fuck. Like they're they're gonna go out and party, um, and do whatever you whatever they want. It, it's not gonna matter, you know. It, if a kid, you know, you, you tell your kid, you know, stay in your house and self isolate. He wants to go see his girlfriend or whatever. He's gonna go and do it. You know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, I've been I've been trying to read more. I've been trying to. Uh, read more books just because they're healthy for my mind. Um, you know, I've been reading some Star Wars shit. Uh, it's pretty good and pretty decent, uh, to be honest. Uh, some of the books are better than the movies. Um, uh, comic book collecting is just a fucking nightmare, though. That's why I do it online now. It's because you, you buy these comic books, and if you collect them like me. I, I, I collect them in graphic novel format. I don't buy these $2 single issues. And they're like 30 40 bucks a piece. So I have only like... I have like, I don't know, 30, 30 plus graphic novels on my shelf. Which is not a lot compared to most. Like most comic book collectors have 150 But again, I just can't afford it. So I buy them occasionally but i mostly read them online i am 
I'm gonna collect the um, the three Jokers once that comes out. Um, and um, the Savage Avengers is a really cool uh, one that just came out that I also want to get my hands on, and the second volume of Venom. But they're just overpriced. And, I mean, as much as I love reading comic books, I mean, at the end of the day, you can finish one graphic novel in a day, and you end up paying... Which, as I was saying, is more than a chapter book. So, uh, it's, you know, you win some, you lose some, but... You know, I, I like looking, I like the sentimental value of books, and I apply that to comic books too. So I like looking at my shelf and being like, oh, I've read all that. But <laughs> it sucks because, yeah, you pay out the ass for these things. So, yeah, I'm not buying any comic books right now as much as I want to. Um, and I started collecting pop vinyls, but I only have two so far. I have a uh, Darth Revan. Uh, who I think that one was an EB Games pop vinyl exclusive. And then I have Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. I only got two so far. And uh, I actually, I consider those a bit of an investment. And this is, bear with me here. I'll explain how it works. You buy a pop vinyl and you keep it in its case. Don't actually take it out. Leave it in there for like 10 years. It'll probably be worth $1,000. And if you ever need 1000 bucks 10 years from now, boom. It's an investment. Just bail yourself out. Yeah, like seriously, buy little pieces of collectibles and, and just hang on to it. And, and soon it'll be worth uh, so much money. I have someone who is very close to me, but I'm not going to say who, but I have someone who's very close to me who does collect um pretty much anything that could be collected from comic books to stamps to coins. And this person I think is sitting on about a million dollars worth of collectibles. And that's a lot of money. And this person still hasn't even sold it. So putting that in perspective, I think collecting things sometimes can be a good thing, but again, you, you can't go too far with that because then you turn into a hoarder <laughs> and you end up on one of those disgusting TV shows. But I do, I have a, I have a Spider-Man comic, uh, that I bought, um, a single issue. I, I have no intention of reading it. Uh, I have no interest in reading it. I just keep it in the packaging and it's going to stay there until it's worth some money. Um, but yeah, it's, it's there right now and it's, it's a smart business move. That's what I tell girls to convince them I'm I'm not nerdy. They says, why, why do you read so much comic books, you fucking loser? Oh, it's an investment. It's a business investment. I'm making a wise decision. Ugh. Okay. Well, I'm about spent. I, I, I can't talk about anything anymore. Um, yeah, so this is going to be up on... Other websites, it's going to be up. Uh, let's see, what did I say before? Uh, radio.com. Uh, uh, yeah, radio.com. Sorry, Breaker Audio, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. Those are the ones that it's going to be up on. So yeah, you can listen to this on other, uh, other platforms. So I guess... That's about it. What can I expect from the future? Well, 
I may or may not do another episode tomorrow. This was just me being a fucking dick again because I, I just wanted to rant and talk about what happened with Travis Scott and Sean. And I also wanted to ignore, ignore the election, which I did successfully. Um, so, yeah, Mandalorian Review will be coming out Friday. I will uh, be doing that uh, first thing, that's going to be the first part of the episode, and then the rest of it, I'm just going to do the other topics like I've done so far. Um, so yeah, that's going to be good. I'm going to try and do also a walkabout episode like they did on Opie and Anthony. Uh, going to walk around the city uh, with uh, my phone recording stuff, and then we're going to upload that, and that's going to be a podcast. Uh, see if we can interview anyone walking on the street. That, uh, that should be uh, pretty good. And uh, I'll do some movie commentaries. So um, I think Pulp Fiction is going to be the first one that goes up. So I know most people, I think most people in general love that movie. So I can't go wrong with that one. So thanks for listening. Bye.